0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church, Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Good to see you again. It's been a few days. <laughs> yeah. I was out of town, got back from a time of prayer in Porches so God is moving in our region Mm -hmm. and uh, always keep us in your prayers Mm -hmm. because the demand is increasing Mm -hmm. and um, I believe by God's grace that he will help us to fulfill our part. Amen. Glory, glory. Let's uh go to the book of Hebrews. That your favorite chapter. <laughs> huh? Hebrews 11. I haven't forgotten about Hebrews. Huh. <laughs> Hebrews, Hebrews. We'll read um, from verse 32. What more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith Subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of aliens, women received their dead raised to life again, Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. I'm talking about the faith that receives the dead back to life. Or, if you like, for simplicity, the faith that raises the dead. So, there is a faith like that that we see in the Bible. Hmm? It's interesting when it comes to this kind of faith, <laughs> the Bible makes mention of women that received their dead raised to life again. Why is this so? Why is this so? By faith, this woman received their dead back to life. Their dead were raised back to life by faith. Hmm? What is the first who is the first example of the person being raised back to life in the Bible? Can you think about who? The, f- the first example. Come on, guys. You were reading your Bibles, right? You've read it. Come on. Huh? the, boy, the child yeah. like the notable woman. Oh the Shunammite. No, not the Shunammite woman. Huh? Yeah, the, sh- the Shunammite woman was one, yeah. but she was not the first. Let's look at first Kings. Let's look at 1st Kings chapter 17. You remember the widow of Zarephath? Huh? Yeah. She fed Elijah, right? That was the la- that, that was the widow that that um, God sent Elijah to during the famine. The Lord told him, look, I have, I have um, commanded a widow to feed you in Zarephath. Go there. Hmm? It says in um, verse 8, the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon. And dwell there. See I have commanded a widow there. To provide for you. And he gets there. And we know the story of how. He asked a woman to go. And prepare him some food. And the lady says. Look. I only have one portion. Of flour. I'm going to prepare bread for myself. And my son to eat and die and Elijah said to her that she should prepare for him first which uh, I think I need to start doing <laughs> I said no take care of me first <laughs> before you take care of your family huh <laughs> Elijah said to her, do not be afraid, go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first, and bring it to me, and afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bean of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. And we know the lady, she obeyed that and the food just kept multiplying. It was supernaturally sustained. Huh? That is a miracle on its own. That's, this is what is known as the miracle of supply. Huh? The miracle of supply is a kind of miracle whereby God takes what you have and He supernaturally increases it or maintains it and stops it from finishing. There is a place like that. We have experienced that a few times um, as a family. So it is an amazing kind of miracle. But oftentimes this kind of miracle when it's happening you are not even aware of it that day you become aware that's the day it stops huh at least for us it happened it happened with the with a gas cylinder it happened with food yam and i can't remember what else it happened with petrol using the same the same petrol for for over a month and the tank just refuses to go down you know so we've we've experienced that a few times in our lives and uh, I believe that there is there is still more for everyone but here we see that this woman Uh, Let's jump to verse 17. It says, It happened after these things that the son of the woman who owned the house became sick. And his sickness was so serious that there was no breath left in him. So she said to Elijah, What have I to do with you, O man of God? Have you come to me to bring my sin?'" To remembrance and to kill my son. (laughs) And he said to her. Give me your your son. He took him out. He he took him out of her arms. And carried him to the upper room. Where he was staying. And laid him on his own bed. Yes. Then he cried out to the Lord. And said oh Lord my God. Have you also brought tragedy on the widow with whom I lodge by killing her son? And he stretched himself out on the child three times and cried out to the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray, let this child's soul come back to him. Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. And the soul of the child came back to him, and he revived. And Elijah took the boy, the child, and brought him down from the upper room into the house and gave him to his mother. And Elijah said, see, your son lives. Then the woman said to Elijah, now by this I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the lord in your mouth is the truth. So this is the first this is the first example that god is giving us here of raising the dead. And it had to do with a woman. So that's probably why Hebrews is saying is uh, referencing women receiving their they're dead raised back to life. By faith. By faith. There are, there are different manifestations of the Spirit when it comes to raising the dead. It was um, Gordon Lindsay, I think. Yeah. That said, whenever it comes to raising the dead, there are three gifts of the Spirit in operation. Amen. Number one... Is the gift of faith. So the gift of faith has to be in operation. Number two is the gift of healing. All right? The gift of healing and then the working of miracles. It's interesting. So the gift of faith, what the gift of faith does is that. it receives the spirit. Back into the body. Ah, huh? The working of miracles. Wakes the person up. And the gift of healing. Heals the body. Otherwise he will die again. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So. Elijah didn't have a reference, didn't really have a reference point. How come he broke into this realm without any, any point of reference? It's easy for you and I today, we read about it and we say, it has happened before it can happen again. But he didn't have anyone to show him that it, it was possible, I believe that Elijah was operating here as a matter of fact, if you think about it, if you think about it, the first the first example, although this is where. The raising the dead took place physically, literally. But in a symbol, it happened with Abraham. In a figurative sense. Okay, let me show you. Hebrews chapter 11. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 17, he says, By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called. Now verse 19, crucial. It says, Concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, From which he also received him in a figurative sense. Can you see that? So the first person that activated his faith for raising the dead was Abraham. Although we know that Isaac, he didn't kill Isaac physically. But the Bible is telling us that by faith, Abraham... Already in his heart had seen God raising Isaac up from the dead. He was determined to kill Isaac. Yes? He was determined to kill Isaac and stand there and wait for God to raise him up. That's incredible. Who told Abraham that God could raise the dead? You see, when you walk with God, there are certain things that you just pick up. In the spirit, communication is not always verbal. If you've had some spiritual experiences and encounters, you know that there are times that God doesn't even need to to open his mouth. He can just look at you and you hear what he's saying. Do you understand me? Yeah, so even, in, even in, in, um, in heaven, not every communication is verbal. Sometimes you hear the thoughts of people. In the spirit, you can hear thoughts. It's not verbal. So by moving and walking with God, there are things you pick up just by associating with him. Am I communicating? Yeah. Yeah. So you begin to pick up things. Just like when you are in the place of worship. You're worshiping God. I don't know about you. It happens to me a lot. Right in His presence, I start receiving. I start receiving revelation. I start receiving insight. I start receiving. And it's not as if I'm hearing a voice. I just know. You just begin to know things by the Spirit. And that's the benefit of walking with God. Because when you walk with God, you just begin, you just begin to know things. You can just walk into a place and know things about people. And not necessarily hear a voice telling you, because speech is slow. Okay? Just like now, I've been talking for some few minutes. But you know that in the spirit, you can get a whole encyclopedia in a second. Volumes, 24 volumes, 30 volumes, just in a, in, a, in a moment like that. And that's why when you walk with God, you need not to be limited to the conventional way that you know Communication happens. And the spirit, it's beyond that. Glory to God. So I believe that that's how some of these guys got to pick some of these things. They just knew that by the spirit, Elijah picked it up. Nobody has ever raised the dead before. And he tells the woman, bring the child, give him to me. And takes him up into his room. What was he going to do? Do you know that many, of, many times, and I've seen it many times, even when you want to do something, people will ask you, where has it been done before? Yes. Yeah. Why do they always ask that? Huh? Okay, it hasn't been done before. What do, what, so what does that mean? Does that mean it can't be done? You see, that's the way we have been programmed to think. Where has it been done before? So if it hasn't been done before, that means it's not doable? It's high risk because it hasn't been done before. But now... Elijah was able to break through this. Abraham experienced it in a figurative sense. So the ministry of raising the dead in Abraham was in seed form. Are you getting me? In Abraham it was in seed form. But then in Elijah it was made manifest. In reality. So Elijah calls this boy's soul back into his body. Hmm? If you look at the way even Elijah prayed, he says in verse 20, he cried out to the Lord and said, Oh, Lord, my God, have you also brought tragedy on the widow? With whom I lodge by killing her son. (laughs) We know that it wasn't God that killed the son, right? Mm -hmm. According to what Jesus revealed to us in um, John 10. 10. He says, the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life. Mm -hmm. This is a widow. She has lost her husband already. The only thing she has left. The only person she has left. The devil wants to come and take him away. Can you see how wicked the devil is? He wants to come and take the boy away. And he takes the boy. But thank God, Elijah did not panic. He did not fret. Uh, He did not complain. He did not get angry. He just goes to God. Uh, God, are you going to do this? You know how this woman has been good to me? She even gave me a place to stay. Is this how you're going to reward her? (laughs) Do you know that when the woman gave that child to Elijah, the woman had faith? That the man of God was going to do something. That's why the Bible mentions it. By faith. Huh? They received their dead back to life. Women receive them back to life by faith. So this is a powerful ministry that I believe is going to come so strong in these last days. Yes. We're going to see it. Full blast. Let's look at 2 Kings. That's the second example. 2 Kings chapter 4. Now it happened one day, verse 8, that Elisha went to Shunem where there was a notable woman and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was, uh, as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by regularly. Please, let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand so that it will be Whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. Created a guest lodge for him. And it happened one day that he came there and he turned into the upper room and lay down. Then Gehazi came to his. uh, Gehazi said to him, sorry, so he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shunammite woman. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said to her, say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak to, on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. In other words, this woman, she was also well connected. I don't need your favors. Hmm? I'm just doing this. So he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Actually, she has no son, and her husband is old. Ha! So he said, Call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway... Then he said, about this this time next year, you shall embrace a son. (laughs) And she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. You know, I think maybe she's been used to some preachers coming and lying after they've eaten and they're full. Huh? Then they now just begin to talk. But this was a different man of God. This was a different man of God. But the woman conceived and bore a son. When the appointed time had come, of which Elijah had told her, and the child grew, now it happened one day that he went out to his father and to the reapers. And he said to his father, my head, my head. So he said to his servant, carry him to his mother. See what happens. (laughs) Then his head is disturbing. Send him to his mother. (laughs) When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon. Then he died. Ha! That was quick, man. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him, and went out. Then she called her husband and said, Please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he said to her, Why are you going to him today? It is neither the new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It is well. Then she saddled the donkey and said to her husband, Drive and go forward. Do not slacken. Uh, Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. So she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to his servant Gehazi, Look, the Shunammite woman, Please, run now to meet her and say to her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? She answered, It is well. Now when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is deep, it's in deep distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. So she said, did I ask a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? <laughs> I love this woman. Then he said to Gehazi, get yourself ready and take my staff in your hand. Be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. If anyone greets you, do not answer him, but lay my staff on the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Now Gehazi went on ahead of them and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Therefore, he went back to meet him and told him and said, The child has not awakened. When Elisha came into the house, there was the child lying dead on his bed. He went in, therefore, shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. And 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 he went up and lay on the child and put his mouth on his mouth. His eyes on his eyes. And his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself out on the child. And the flesh of the child became warm. He returned and walked back and forth in the house. And again went up and stretched himself out on him. Then the child sneezed seven times. And the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said... Called the Shunammite woman. So he called her. And when she came. uh, When she came in. He said to her. Pick up your son. So she went in. Fell at his feet. And bowed to the ground. And she picked up her son. And went out. Powerful. Powerful. Can you see the faith of this woman. Was so strong. The husband asked her, is anything wrong? She said, it is well. Saddle the donkey, I'm going to the man of God. Elisha sees her coming from afar. Sends Gehazi, go find out. Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your son? She said, it is well. And then she comes to the man of God. Did I ask for a son? Did I not tell you not to deceive me? I was fine. I had settled it. In my heart. That I will serve God. With or without a child. You are the one that came. And told me. That I would have a son. But now look at what has happened. What's the point? So the prophet goes. (laughs) But it's interesting, you find that the way Elisha raised the dead is different from the way Elijah did it. Elijah prayed. Elisha didn't pray, (laughs) he just went laid himself on the child. Got up again. Did it again. <laughs> Whew. The power in Elijah's body, Elisha's body, in his bones, penetrated that child's body. and The Bible tells us that His body became warm. I mean, dead people are not warm. A dead body is always cold. Am I correct? Yes, Yes, because there's no life. So, the fact that the body became warm meant that life has entered. And Elisha did it until the child sneezed seven times. The moment he sneezes, it's time to call the mother. But it all started by the faith of the woman. So, in these two examples of Elijah and Elisha, you can see that there was an active involvement of the faith of this woman. It takes faith. It's not something you can do without faith. You need faith. Hallelujah. It takes faith. Let's look at Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10, um, reading from verse 1. We find that Jesus. He says, "And when he called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits, right? To cast them out and heal all kinds of disease and, and sickness, all kinds of sickness. He gave them power? Yes. He asked them, commanded them to cast out all kinds of unclean spirits, all kinds of diseases, all kinds of sicknesses. Right? Then we skip to verse 5. These twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, do not go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter the city of the Samaritans, but go rather into the Um, lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, then he says, verse 8, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. My goodness. This was before Jesus went to the cross. So even at that time, the disciples had the power to raise the dead. In his name. In his name. Now, in the the old covenant, we saw the example of Elijah and Elisha. But now, Jesus... Commissions the 12. They are not yet Holy Ghost filled. But they have his name. He gave them delegated authority. He gave them the power to use his name. And we have that power today. We have that power today. One of, the, one of the evidences that the kingdom of God has come. Number one is that you will cast out demons. Jesus said, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, the kingdom of God has come to you. Glory to God. And now... He has told them, go and preach and declare the kingdom of God is at hand. But one of the manifestations of the kingdom is raising the dead. So apart from casting out demons, if you have the kingdom of God, you can bring the dead back to life. Because in the kingdom, there's no dead. There's no dead So, when you go as a kingdom ambassador, as a king uh, from the kingdom of God, as you walk, as you go around, one of the things that you have power over is death. Do you believe that? So, if under the old covenant they could experience this, I have news for you. We can experience it as well. We can experience it as well. On Sunday I shared a story of how um, when I was 12 my mom was a- able to call me back to life when my spirit left my body. And also as an adult you know, when I first met my wife I told her look If anything happens to me, please don't let anyone bury me because I have work to do for God. You know, that was when we were in courtship. Yeah? And then some years later, I was under some massive attack. Remember that Sunday morning, uh, Sunday afternoon, evening? Went to visit... My parents-in-law. And I walked. As I walked. um, I was trying to walk out of my father-in-law's room. I just slumped. All I remember was that I slumped. And the next thing. I was at the feet of Jesus. And I was saying, Jesus, I want to kiss your feet. So I went down about to kiss his feet then I hear my wife's voice Eric come back it, was, it sounded so far you know like if somebody's calling you maybe <laughs> you know in Vodacom and you're here <laughs> very faint but it was far very far I heard that Then I turned. The moment I turned, I found myself back in my body. Apparently, my mother-in-law is a nurse. Apparently, I died. My body went cold. And she was panicking. No pulse, nothing. She tried to put drip. There's nowhere to put drip. No vein, nothing. She was panicking. Oh, but pray, pray. He's gone. He's gone. But she remembered what I told her. When we first met. If anything happens to me. Don't allow anyone to bury me. Because I have work to do. She said when she remembered that. It was that statement that gave her the boldness mm. to call me back. Mm. To call me back. Glory to God. Amen. So women can receive their dead back to life Amen. by faith. Amen. It took faith. She didn't, I don't know if she prayed, but it was, I know I could hear my name being called. Left to me, I would have just stayed there with Jesus. Because it was a better place. (laughs) But I had made a commitment. Hallelujah. So that's the kind of power we have. By faith you can raise the dead. By faith you can raise the dead. When I came back to life I was. So sick. My goodness. It was then they discovered I had cerebral malaria. It's a kind of malaria that attacks your brain. It kills. But by faith I'm here today. Glory to God. So there is faith. You you need to believe God's word. You need to stand on God's word. You don't look at circumstances. You hold on to the word of God. These are women in the face of death. We're able to bring life back. See. So that's what walking in the kingdom is about. Raising the dead. That's why Jesus says the least in the kingdom. Is greater than John the Baptist. John the Baptist didn't raise the dead. Although he had the power to. But the least in the kingdom can raise the dead. Hallelujah. You need to start practicing raising the dead. (laughs) Yeah. So, it's by faith. By faith. You need to believe God. I've shared the testimony before of a man of God in Nigeria. God saved and he was in church listening to his pastor. And as a new believer, the pastor is preaching. He's, then he, he says, he's quoting Jesus. The works that I do shall ye do. And greater works than this, because I go to the Father. At the end of the service, he goes back to his pastor. He says, Pastor, are you saying I can do what Jesus did? The pastor says, yes. Jesus raised the dead. Can I also raise the dead? He says, yes. Pastor, have you raised the dead before? No. But I can do it. Yes. And he leaves the church that afternoon and starts going around all over the village, all over the town, looking for a dead pope. He will knock on the door. Is anybody dead here? They said, no. Next door. Anybody dead here? No. Next door. Anybody dead here? No. He just kept going like that. Until, he, until around four in the afternoon, he gets to this house and a child had died in that house. And they were crying. Anybody dead here? They say, yes, the child is dead. He said, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> he gets in. And he says, where have you laid the child? They showed him. He asked for the child's name. They told him. And he says, okay, can you excuse me? And he calls the, the child back to life. I watched a documentary. They, were doing, they did a documentary on this, pro, this, this this story. And they also interviewed the lady that this man raised from the dead. She was a child at that time. Now she's an adult. Wow. Wow. Amen. Mm-hmm. So he goes in there and he says, and you remember he's a new believer. He says, wake up. My pastor said that. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said. <laughs> my pastor said that you will wake up. Wake up, wake up. And nothing happens. <gasps> he goes doesn't know what to do then it was then he now asked for the name of the child and then came back he remembered how jesus did it and then he called her by name and said wake up in the name of jesus and she got up <laughs> new believer how long have you been saved <laughs> By faith. That guy, all he did, he didn't try to analyze it. He didn't try to go into the Greek and the Hebrew. He didn't, he didn't try to. No, 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 no. He just took it and acted on it. Acted on it. Little knowledge. Sometimes we know too much that we don't, we can't even obey. with little knowledge, and that was the beginning of a great move of God through that man and affected many African countries. Hallelujah, just because somebody would dare to believe God, to believe the word of God and to say. If Jesus said it, yes. then I can do it. Yes. Yes, Lord. We can do it. Yes. Yes. Every single one of us. You don't need to be an evangelist. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be a prophet. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be an apostle. Mm-hmm. You just have to be a king in God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. This same man I watched... A video of him, years ago, he was preaching in Kenya at a crusade. He was there, standing on the platform, preaching. I've been looking for that video, I can't find it. But that, I saw it in a friend's house. This guy was preaching, and while he was preaching, they bring a corpse. And they put it on the platform in Kenya. He's preaching, preaching. And the corpse is lying there. He was preaching as if nothing, there was nothing there. But then it got to a point in his message, he just stops and commands, he says, "In the name of Jesus, rise up," and this guy gets up. So you can imagine the commotion in public. Raw power. Glory to God. By faith. It's still happening today. Hmm? So you can do it. I've shared the story of my friend Junior, the evangelist, in Bangladesh. Where he went to, for an outreach. But you remember when he came here, he shared the story of how his daughter was raised from the dead after drowning in the pool. Yes? So he goes to Bangladesh and they're sharing the testimony of his daughter. And in this community, people they say, what? Somebody raised from the dead? Okay, fine. And he's there praying, preparing. The, The outreach is supposed to start the next day. So somebody comes to him and says, Are you the one whose daughter was raised from the dead? He says, Yes. There's somebody that just died. Come. (laughs) Come, come. So imagine, you're about to have an outreach tomorrow. Today, you are confronted with a dead body. It's like, if I don't do it, what am I going to preach <laughs> to these people? <laughs> what message do I have? Yes. So he goes, they take him to this room, and this woman is lying dead, 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 ice cold. I say, "There she is. Wake up." <laughs> and he's there, he's like. What am I going to do? He prayed. Lord, they came. As surah, ba, 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 ba. Wake up. Nothing happens. He prayed until he started sweating. He removed his shirt. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Four solid hours. Contending. Hmm? Four hours. He says Lord. If you don't do this. I'm packing my load. And I'm going. I have no message for these people. What am I going to say? And he insisted. And what happened? the fourth hour. The lady sneezed. Woke up. Dead for three days. Back to life. Takes her out. So you can imagine what the outreach was. <laughs> that's how God used that miracle to break open that region. You see? So that is the, that's what Paul said. I came not with the excellency of speech. But in the demonstration of the spirit. And of the power. So if he didn't do that, it doesn't matter his uh, explanations. The people will just be looking at him. Amen? So we need the power back. We need that power to raise the dead. To manifest in our lives. And you can do it. You have the name of Jesus. You have been authorized. Amen. You have been anointed. Amen. You have been commissioned Amen. to do this. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the faith. The faith that raises the dead. Yes, Lord. The faith that brings the dead back to life. I remember Smith Wigglesworth. Over 20 people. Raised. Back to life from the dead. These are men like us. Men of like passions. Lord we tap into that. Right now. In the name of Jesus. We tap into that. We tap into that kind of faith. In the name of Jesus. Le sombra de queso Mighty God Mighty God Lenda la basse chebro Me ndele la Zendele messo la baba Mm Let the power Yes Yes Faith to raise the dead Faith to bring the dead back to life. In the name of Jesus. Freely we have received. Freely we are going to give. Freely you have given us this power. Freely you have given us this authority. And freely we are going to use it. Thank you Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, let your power manifest and even bring the dead back to life through our lives, through our ministry, through, oh, God. Oh, my God, lead us. Give us opportunities to raise the dead. My Lord. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. We've come to the end of our service. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.